This is episode number 212 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everybody. Jumping in really quick before today's show to let you know that we only have four spots left for the Coach Collective, our business mentorship program that starts on February 9th for fitness and health professionals who want to improve their impacts, revenues, and outcomes for 2022. And time sensitive, we have a bonus map your year live session tomorrow night, Wednesday, January 5th, with me leading you through how you might want to map out your business calendar for the 2022 calendar year. I'm going to show you exactly what we're doing at JMG Fitness, taking a different and more detailed look at our week by week and month by month overview of the year to help us reach some lofty big goals for the year ahead. So if you want to get in on the coach collective and join our bonus map your year session tomorrow night, January 5th, head to the link in today's show notes to get your spot. Again, we only have a few spots remaining. So hop over there to grab one now. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell, and today we are joined by Tara Abel for the third time, I believe. Yeah. Wow, the Yay. third time. Wow, thank you. I feel so loved to be back. Yeah, I'm so grateful to have you. And I mean, for those of us who don't know our relationship in real life, we just have these conversations all the time, so we might as well record them for the podcast. <laughs> so I wanted to have you on specifically to talk about this idea that, yes, your business is political, and what we think about when we think about business and leadership and considering politics within our businesses because yeah we have conversations around this topic all the time in one way or another from actually leading businesses to the coaching that we do of pregnant and postpartum folks and working with business coaching clients as we do in our businesses and just really what we need to consider as business owners and entrepreneurs as we move into another calendar year of business. So thank you for being here. Do you want to just give a little quick who you are to the audience in case they are new to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Tara. I live in Calgary, which is where I met Jesse a long time ago, it feels like now. And I have four kids. I have been a trainer for over five years now. 
And I was a postnatal fitness specialist right off the bat, I think in the, the very first intake. And I knew going into training that that was absolutely what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. I coach almost exclusively online now, and I have various programs and uh, train clients one-on-one. And I also have the privilege of working for Jesse with Two Pregnancy and Beyond and in our upcoming coach collective and with the students in the Postnatal Fitness Academy. So it has been a wild ride and I'm just really, it's funny to say it back because it's everything I wanted when I started and I just feel really lucky to be here. So yeah, that's so cool. And we've been having way more of these conversations over the last year because we have, like you said, been able to work together in our programs here at JMG Fitness, including our coaching of pregnant and postpartum people. But then like you were saying, with also our students, fitness health professionals in the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy. And now we're moving into our first cohort of the Coach Collective, which is our three-month business coaching program for fitness and health pros. And so we're kicking that off on February 9th for three months. And this topic of yes, your business is political is really a pillar of what we're going to be doing and how we're going to be moving in the coach collective. So let me just set a little backstory for you. The reason I was thinking of doing this episode was because a, it's super important to us, but B, I saw this post from someone in our industry, a thin white woman who's a fitness trainer is marketing this program that was to the effect of uh, a no mummy tummy makeover type fitness coaching program. And they were looking for women moms to come into this, say like six or eight week fitness coaching program to help them lose their mummy tummy. And uh, this isn't new, right? We have seen this so many times before we continue to see it, but I just think, especially right now, when we consider the world, when we consider ourselves and our identities and our intersections and how we show up and lead a business, we really need to take a strong look at the actual messaging and marketing that we are doing and question is this, is this right? Is this being a leader? Is this shifting and adjusting to how the world is operating? I think that we just need to take a, a really keen lens at looking at how am I showing up to this business? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And I think so much of it also stems from examining our beliefs and the willingness to examine our beliefs how we came to think that this kind of marketing would be okay because I mean it's one thing to change sort of how we show up to the world but until we are able to be open and curious and challenge ourselves and what we are thinking and why we are thinking that the marketing is going to stay the same for the most part, or at least, you know, who you, you know, who you attract into your business is going to stay the same, who you like the way that you're showing up as a leader and who you are as a person is going to stay the same. 
And I don't know what it is about fitness, but it just feels like the perfect, just the perfect, I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but it's such a, it really shines a lens and it gives us so much to talk about where it's like the example of all the, it's like where it all comes together. It shows the intersection when you go on, you know, if your Instagram is full of, you know, fitness folks, which ours are, you know, a lot of the time, it's just, it's just such a, you can go on and see how there's kind of this crossroads that we're at. And there's sort of the old way of thinking and the new way of thinking. And you can see how that old way of thinking brings together so many topics that I know we talk about all the time, where it really is the intersection of, I don't know, this is going to sound dramatic, but everything that is wrong with society (laughs) just really like once you see it you can't not see it and I feel like fitness is just a place where I see it all the time and I know that that's where I'm the space that I'm in but I don't know if you do you feel that way too that you can really see that when you're on there yeah and I think that when specifically talking about fitness businesses what we tend to see is yes, people who are moving to or fully on board with the idea that, and then knowing that, yes, my business is political because I'm a human person and I'm coaching human people and their identities matter. And the way we speak to them and coach them and understand their lives matters. And we have to keep considering it. And then I think we have this other subset of fitness coaches and fitness businesses who say, no, I want to leave politics out of it. I'm, I'm coaching fitness. I'm coaching strength training. I am helping people get healthier, whatever that might mean. And what we're saying is that you can't talk about health without talking about politics, the politics of bodies, What does that mean to you, the politics of bodies, as we might relate that to coaching and fitness? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So many things. There's so many layers to it. Um, I would say the first thing is there is no true health without getting political. And that might sound, it might be uncomfortable for people who are kind of at that place where they just want to shy away and stay hidden. But I think for me, it comes down to, you know, do you, do you truly want to help people? Is that the aim? And I think for most coaches, it truly is. People want to do the best they can for their clients, show up in the way that they can, you know, and, and to really help them beyond the bandaid of whatever these, you know, whatever the programs are, because we know as coaches, it is so much more than that. We know as health and wellness practitioners, it's there's it's you have to take a holistic lens if you're really going to help someone just hollering at them to finish up their squats is not going to really change anything beyond what's happening in that moment to moment basis and I think that when you when you look at health you can't ignore politics because unfortunately for some reason you know politics have become the way that we decide you know, who gets access to certain kinds of nutrition and, you know, in even in things, you know, like what kind of nutrition we think is 
you know, that, that nutrition hierarchy that we've decided that there are certain kinds of foods that are better than others and they often ignore and leave out foods that marginalized groups have enjoyed for centuries. And, you know, and so we've set the standard around these things. And then when it comes to bodies, that's the other thing is that, you know, we can't ignore that in fitness, we have decided and set the standard that that white, thin, heteronormative body is, that's what is, that's it, you know? And so everyone else is kind of othered and trying to live up to that standard. And if we want to change that, and if we want to change how that affects people to their core, just showing up and talking about the surface level thing, it's not going to help anybody. And when you look at the studies, like the last thing that it brings up for me too, is when you look at the studies in how, you know, particularly racism and, you know, as a uh, black person, um, particularly racism, how it affects people's health um, so deeply. There's no separating the two. Absolutely. You cannot separate it. And it's not even just in terms of the things you might think um, in terms of, what your access is like and things like that. It's even just your day-to-day things like how elevated cortisol levels are when they've done studies on this, where the situations that people of color experience and have to navigate differently than other people. And, you know, that constant triggering of the fight or flight response and the amount of cortisol that that puts in your system and how that affects your health. And when you look at the, longevity of life and you know the incidence of chronic illness and how that disproportionately affects um, BIPOC um, it is it's just undeniable it's uncomfortable to show up and say you know I want I'm going to be political I'm going to speak out about this I need to talk about this policy or this thing that's going on right now but for me it's so much more than politics like unfortunately that is what it's come down to where we think that you know human rights human dignity are uh you know human like values the values of being human are some sort of personal choice that we can opt in or opt out of but it's not really about politics it to me it's really about you know what do you value as a human and how can you show that to your community in your business and then you know to bring it back to the marketing how does that show up in your marketing yes we cannot separate we cannot separate these discussions of racism and white supremacy ableism sizeism all of these things we just we can't separate it from the work that we do in coaching of fitness coaching of health in leading a business where we are interacting with other people. And I think for me that that is the part that that is the part when I see this type of messaging in fitness of the uh, mommy tummy makeovers, but specifically when that messaging and marketing is coming from a thin white woman, it just seems incredibly like it's lacking this self-awareness and this positioning of oneself 
in the larger context of the whole world in general, really. And to me, just being in business is, is about leading with your values. So that means, like you were saying, what are you even showing up to that business with, with your own personal values that has to be reflected in the values of the business too? I want it to be crystal clear for the people who are coming to our enrollment pages, registering from our programs, such as the upcoming Coach Collective, that they know exactly how we are going to be operating in that space so on the coach collective enrollment page for example we're really clear that the type of fitness and health pros that we want in that program will be people who are engaged in their own anti-racism work that they fully stand with and support lgbtq plus communities that they are anti-diet culture We list these things out on the sales page so people know exactly what they're coming for, but also for you and I, Tara, that they know that this is what we are comfortable with because these are our values in our own personal life. And that shows up fully in the work that we do in business too. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing that I love about working with you and with our people and the students that we have in the academy, there is, it's almost like a feeling of safety or a level of safety for those of us who are people of color. I can't speak for the other groups, but just, I mean, I value it so much and being able to speak freely and question things and show up as you are with your values and not having to hide it I also think it is so rare in fitness and it's one of the reasons why, quite frankly, I, you know, am an entrepreneur because I just, it is such a struggle to find people in the industry that, you know, you can feel safe to be that way with. And I think it's so needed. And if we don't create those spaces you know, it starts with us. If we don't create those spaces, then we can't expect these, these movements, um, these values to grow or extend. Um, and I love that we, that we encourage that, that we nurture that. And yes, that it's also safe for, for you and I, Jesse, to show up because I, I can't do it any other way. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. We can't do it anyway. We can't pretend like we're going to be able to coach someone how to help them develop their eight-week fat loss coaching program for moms who are like six weeks postpartum. Like we just can't, no, can't show up to that. We can't. And even the focus on the appearance, the aesthetic of bodies and acting like in in 2022 with all that is going on right now with everything that happened last year that's where our focus is that's where our 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 core value is is that I can't talk about that stuff I just don't I do not care I don't care anymore there are things that are more important and the other thing is that to be honest it didn't always feel this way for me but since learning more too about the way that 
black bodies have been treated in the past and how we got to this point where we have a certain beauty ideal and standard, it just honestly is at the point where it becomes hurtful and discouraging to, you know, constantly have to hear these kinds of conversations. It's exhausting. And you just kind of want to scream from the rooftops, like, do you not see what's going on? And I think I've just in the last year really, really felt that way. And I just think like, it's okay to feel, I had to do it too. There were so many times in, in, in business or in life where I've had to go, wait a minute, like this isn't okay. Like, or this feels off to me or why are people talking about this? Like, is there a problem? I don't feel like there's a problem. But when you actually take the time and you have that openness and you educate yourself and you, you know, read a few books even, even just read a few books, listen to people's experiences, like, I just don't know how, how you can ignore it anymore. And so that's, I guess, what I hope for anyone who's in the position where they're scared or they're uncomfortable about feeling like their business is going in a more political direction. And I just really would challenge you to not think of it in that way and instead examine your values as a person, examine how did you come to believe what you believe and just be open to asking questions and learning and seeing if there's maybe a, a different way because the way that we are going about it now is just so exclusive of so many different groups. We can do it so much better and I think our impact will be so much more because it's just, like I said earlier, a Band-Aid. It's not really helping folks and it's excluding so many of them and making it so that we're just furthering these structures. We're just keeping it all in place because we're doing nothing to dismantle it if we continue just going on the way that we've gone on. Yes. Hell yes to all of that. <laughs> I muted myself because of the power tools, but I laughed out. <laughs> I laughed so hard when you said, read a few books. <laughs> Just read it. I've got some names for you. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. But honestly, I mean, it's just and and I'll say like even as a person of color, even as you know, like there's we don't have all the answers, or we you know we might not know some parts of you know history or things because it's just it's been erased unless you look for it or unless you've been you might even I know in my experience I didn't have the language for some of it. I knew how I felt. But I, when it's just you and your head and you don't have the education or the, the words to explain it, you kind of think like, oh, maybe there's just a problem with me. I just need to try harder to conform. But then when you actually, when you do educate yourself and when you are open to changing your mind and like tearing it all down, it's just, you see it so, so differently. And you have that language to realize why you think what you think or maybe why you know, you should consider changing those values or changing the way that you show up. Yeah, definitely. And I think in speaking directly to white folks now is uh, people are becoming so much more discerning about who they are purchasing from, especially when it is a small business. So I would just really encourage you like I was encouraged probably about six years ago at this point I wrote about this in a recent email to my list but 
I did this consult with a anti-racism coach was the business consultant. And at the time she was asking me, so what percentage of your clients are white? And that was a, a big moment for me where I really had to start considering why are my clients 90% white and how have I created the environment for that to occur? And how do I change going forward to make this business a thing, a space where folks who are not white, folks with different identities, where they can see themselves too. And I think it's just so key that we take upon that responsibility for ourselves to figure out what we did to create this environment where only a certain kind of person, and in my case, where largely only white women were feeling safe working with me. And that's on me. And if that sounds familiar to you too, if you look at your client or patient roster right now, and it's mostly white women, what has gone on for that to happen? Because it's not by coincidence. I love that. And I think we can all do some digging on that, right? Because you know, none of us are perfect. You know, I'm sure that almost everyone has a group that they could really look at why are these folks not in my business and think about ways that we can show up differently for them and change the way that change the way that we are doing things so that they can feel seen and comfortable and not in a gross. I think sometimes when people hear that, they think, like you have to have the, you know, the token person and not some kind of a win or something like that. And I think it's so important to say that it's, it's not about that. It's not being able to point to the one client and going, you know, well, I have one, you know, like, okay, (laughs) great. But like, that's not, it's just not enough. It means like the standard is still a certain way. The bar is still here and the, um, you know, the majority is still here. Like, why, why is that? And we can get so caught up in, I feel like there's, there's a level of, well, I don't want to just, you know, get a certain type of client just because of this, or I don't, you know, but I do think that it goes so much beyond that. And it's, it's just a whole approach to business and you can see it. And I, I mean, I got to agree with you. There have been, like, I can think of a business in particular where I've thought about working with them. I know they're really good at what they do, but when it comes down to it and I think of what happened last year um, when Black Lives Matter was happening, when people were speaking out against what was going on, um, I just don't trust this person. I don't want to give them my money and I don't really think they... um, have the values that I want to invest in. And so I am not pulling the trigger on that person. And I think that more and more we're seeing that. And I will say as well, in terms of networking too, the circles that we're building as coaches and, you know, and we really do, especially as coaches who are in this very specific niche and, you know, finding that support, especially for entrepreneurs, especially for online coaches, um, those circles have started to close in on there are certain people that end up being worth your time and then certain people that aren't in quite honestly like I am not 
I, like I said, I'm just, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do the fake conversations. I don't want to do, I'm not going to lean on someone in a network that is peddling some kind of flat mummy tummy thing. Like, it's just like, yeah, you don't get it. The time to change, like it's here, it's been here. I think that there are going to be a lot of missed opportunities, both getting clients, but in networking as well. Even if you ignore how, you know, how that affects you as a person and your in your life and your clients as a person, but from a business perspective, it just doesn't make sense anymore. And I know you're not talking about that performative action, I guess is what I was meaning earlier is just, it has to be so much more than that. As you're talking about that, you know, networking and these relationships that you create with other entrepreneurs and business owners is one of the most sustaining aspects of being in business because it is quite honestly so damn hard and especially over the last couple years of pandemic times so extra hard being a parent and an entrepreneur when your kids are small like you gotta find those people who really like you jive with their energy and their values and the depth of them, the depth of them as people. So yeah, that's just why I'm so grateful to have you and to have these conversations and the folks who are coming into the coach collective, because I know that they're on the same page as us. And I just can't wait to keep continuing to have these uh, to talk about these topics with them and to see how they're implementing it into their business and the work with their clients and patients, because it is just, yeah, it's such a joy to witness people doing business in this way. Yeah, I completely agree. I love it. I love seeing all the folks that we're getting in and I can't wait to see how they, yeah, they, how they implement things, how they move forward. And it's just, I mean, it is, it's amazing to see and very hopeful to see how many people are stepping up. Really? I really value it. Yeah, it's exactly it. And stepping up is exactly how I would describe it too. These are the type of folks that I want to be around because they hold me accountable to doing business differently and better. That's the kind of people who I want to be in circles with. So friends, if you are interested in all that we're talking about, and this really lights a fire in you, the coach collective is the program that Tara and I will both be coaching you in starting February 9th through May 4th. We have just four spots left in the group. So if you want one, you can head to the link in today's show notes to get all the details on the coach collective and to get your spot and know that we are absolutely jazzed to work with you over the next three months and to see where you develop and start to grow and build this thriving business that is values led and that allows you to show up fully in it and take care of yourself and your clients to your absolute best ability. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 